but it's our it's our lives. Our lives are scratched and poppy now. We got pops and scratches <laughs> in our bodies and our voices and our minds. Certainly, <laughs> pops and scratches everywhere. Pops and scratches really is, you know, the roughened surface of our existence. You know, as as we wear down, the grooves wear down. Diane, it gets, it gets kind of fuzzy there and mid rangey. We lose the highs and the lows. We get the pops and scratches. The the pops are the highest frequency. The scratches are in the middle somewhere. It's all just kind of a you know, miasma of uh, experience. A miasma? Is that what it is? <laughs> something something that sounds like that of experience, you know, flashing before our eyes. You know, it's like every time you play it, you know, you're wearing it down just a little bit more. Every time you rerun that memory, you're, you're, the scratch is getting shallower and shall the grooves getting worn you know <laughs> you're left with a a real tactile sense of it's 9 a.m saturday august the 7th 2021 i'm bill i'm diane wow we nailed that one did it. What? Done did it. Done did it. It's a done deal. Din, done, din, done. Here we are in the happy house. Um, what is this place? The tree house, the happy house, the colors of all the colors of the season are uh, right here, surrounding <laughs> us, enclosing us in a, in a nest, a, a lovely nest well made i got myself a cup of coffee here and i'm going to take me a sip made to withstand the pops and scratches of life a bulwark as it were of uh underlying <laughs> umpapa in our calliopes yes in our collective calliopes it's, it's safe to say that uh, our calliopes playing together, Diane, have much more oompapa than either one of them on their own. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yes, indeed. But uh, that being said, we move directly into the fact that it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine. And Diane's going to tell us all about it. Over to you, Diane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's right. Already? Well, I don't know. Did I do a Treehouse concert the last weekend? I did, didn't I? Didn't I? I did. You did? I did a, a Treehouse concert on Tuesday night. It was fantastic. I had such a good time. Even though I'm get, got, you know, I got problems in my, uh, in my manual dexterity. If I practice the same songs, if I make the set list early and then practice just those songs, then I can, I can fumble my way through it, through the pops and scratches of my own existence. <clears throat> but I don't sound anything like Diane, who's supposed to be talking now. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I, but... That's you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Over to you, Chet. Well, let's see. This week was... It was an interesting week for me work-wise because Mm. I'm just very aware that I've only got this finite amount of time that I'm going to be working in the way that I am now. And, And that is... I think a once in a lifetime experience because um, every other time that you've quit a job, you're usually 
you're usually giving like two to three weeks notice. But since my work knows that I'm going to be, you know, all my workmates know that I'm going to be leaving on June 30th, uh, there is this feeling of I must pass on things and I must release some of my authority. And, and that's been a very interesting uh, dilemma to work through because I've never done it before, yeah. you know? Yeah. I've always been the person who takes on more and more, not giving up and taking on less and less. That's, yeah. that's a weird um, aspect of this time. It adds new dimension to the term delegate. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not just delegating, you're what? Relegating? Well, and especially when you're trying to to pass on knowledge that you've gained over so much time, it's pretty tough to even think of how to wrangle that. And I, I, yeah, I'm I not don't... doing that great a job at wrangling it. I don't well, think I don't that... think it's something that can be wrangled, Diane, because, you know... They need 30 years of experience to know what you know. Yeah. You can't stuff all that into anybody else's head. You can't add 30 years. And I don't think anybody there would want to be 30 years older so that they would know what you know. I just found it very interesting because uh, we had been watching the Shakespeare, The Hollow Crown. Right. And I find it interesting how you start seeing that the the themes in Shakespeare not only resonate from the standpoint of the history plays that he's writing about a king, but it also resonates in how one reneges power and, uh, and, and how difficult that is. Even if you aren't a king, you, all of us have a certain amount of, power when we are in a job and and giving up that power is a struggle for yeah. us all i just think we got to state it it's you a know? challenge to your very identity you know it's yeah. like hey this is my territory man what do you mean i got to give it up but i have found a great deal of uh, i don't know education and wonder from revisiting Shakespeare during this time of my life and especially with the things that are going on in my life because I see the power of certain passages really are resonating for me. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm, I'm really happy that we get a chance to be this old. Oh, me too. What a it's, privilege. It's a, it's a, where you can really see the long arc of things and uh, recognize where you are on the curvature of a lifetime and, and uh, you know, enjoy what has been and let all the stuff resonate up through you and stuff like that. I think resonance becomes uh, more and more the day-to-day -day, uh, territory that you move in, you know, when you're at a certain age. Well, and I was, I was telling Shelly yesterday, my my coach, yeah. that I feel like I've been on this teeter-totter of uh, <laughs> my business survival mode and my creative uh, life. Mm -hmm. And as I've lived my life so far, the creative mode has been kind of down on the teeter-totter uh, and just comes up whenever I have the time. 
But now I'm beginning to see that I can have the creative life pull upwards, and that is really exciting to me. And I see the painting of the walls and the house as being part of that. And um, I feel like, you know, when you're talking about being older, it took me a long time to figure out who I am. And I feel like I finally know who I am, which is a, that's a huge thing. I don't know that everybody gets a chance to ever know that. So. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope they do. I guess if they live long enough, you're definitely given the opportunity to to know that, maybe. I don't know. It's all circumstantial, I guess. <laughs> but speaking of resonance, there's, an, there's a resonant uh, reality that has passed just yesterday. As our friend Jim Page celebrated his birthday yesterday. And Jim has been resonant in my life since you know 1975 and years from about the same time and uh, he's always kind of been there and when I was you need to talk too and when he was when I was uh, going through my Jim Page collection upstairs I was just realizing that it's a vast collection of stuff you know obscure recordings homemade recordings and I, you know, I'm aware of the fact that somewhere in my archives I have other recordings of Jim and I sitting together in my office trying to write songs together and playing different things back and forth and stuff like that. And then the, I think about the times at the at the uh, at the big time brew pub in the in the U district when we used to get together and drink beer and smoke a pack of cigarettes between us while we were sitting there talking about the world. And this was back in the late '80s and the early '90s and and it was when I think about Jim in my life and traveling with Jim and performing with Jim and watching the way he works with people and the way he worked with works with artists, the spoon man when he's playing with artists and stuff like that. you know it's just this vast uh, uh, what is it it's like a thing it's like a panorama of my development as a songwriter and as a person and he's been kind of well, fa- fatherly and brotherly to me at the same time. And... Well, and I've told you many times, and I've said it on the show many times, that, it, that I, I credit Jim for um, helping me to change my life yeah. and not go along the, the well-trod path, but right. to, to become myself. I mean, when we were talking about becoming ourselves, Jim had a huge part to play in my becoming myself yes so yeah um my debt of gratitude is ever flowing towards jim yeah and when i think about that first album a shot of the usual and what that did to my life at that time when i was like 15 or something like that i had decided i wanted to be a songwriter uh and i was listening you know to john denver and and gordon lightfoot and like that and then i heard jim it was like oh it kind of like it broadened the whole panorama of what was possible in making music in one song, you know, one song, the Great Alaska Oil Rush, was a song that just absolutely knocked me out, and so that's a great thing. And also today, this very day, another resonant human in my life, Scott Higgins, who I have known since I was probably eight years old, eight, seven or eight years old, 
um, is having his birthday today. And Scott is another whole history and resonance that has run from that time all the way up to the present. He is still one of the most important friends I've got. And it's just wonderful to have that sense of resonance and history and be able to carry it uh, as an older person. So, so uh, needless to say, we celebrate the days of the births of these two... <laughs> These two, two amazing bodhisattvas in our yeah, lives. Scott represents an approach to life that I have envied and emulated uh, for as long as I've known the guy. He has been one of the kindest people in my, kind of like Tim has been in my life, you know. Just the kindness is just always there and um, I kind of always will celebrate it, so... You know, one of the things that's so interesting about these people who become so important to us in our lives, once they are in your life, you can hardly remember a time when they weren't there. Right. I mean, for you and Scott, uh, that that does go back to your childhood, but I can remember the first time I ever saw Jim and all that, but, but it's almost like because he had such a, a click of my consciousness to another state of being i can hardly remember the state of consciousness that i had before yeah. i had that in my life and and i was uh, i have a dear friend that i've just had for about a year or so uh, at work hope and she was telling me yesterday when we were in a conversation she said i can't even remember when i didn't know you and i was thinking isn't that weird how those those situations happen yeah. with a with friends it's like once somebody has touched your life to such a deep extent you can't remember when you didn't well i think you recognize that. you recognize a common resonance with these people you recognize a common uh i don't know what it is it pheromones i don't know how you know you i don't think have you ever been in the same room with hope I haven't. Yeah, you only know her over the over the computer screen, and yet you have this amazing connection with her with each other. That's just, yeah. That's, I met Hope during the pandemic. Right. At work. Came so. on board during the pandemic, so you've never even stood in the same room with Hope. You've the never even so, hugged her. Or the thing that's anything. so strange about it is that we've had these incredible conversations, <laughs> yeah. and it's all just. Yeah. virtual right. well there's nothing there's really nothing virtual about it except the communication method yeah you know it's like the you know the tv phones we were promised when we were kids i mean we got them now but, but whenever i hear people say oh you can't you know you can't have the team spirit and all that uh, without being in the same presence with the people i was thinking ah, maybe not i mean yeah, I... I think when people say that there's another gen another agenda at work there that yeah. they're not really owning so but anyway, here's to all the resonant people in our lives. And uh, well, well, I maybe I just. Oh, say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah didn't I basically right. wanted to say that. I always thought that when you're on this life path that you have, and you, there are certain people who just shine out like stars. You know, it it isn't even just you meet all sorts of people, but some you. It's like you're. Your whole journey along this path, they have this star yeah. come up and another star. And it happens all through your life. It isn't just 
the ones you met when you're young or the ones that you met in your yeah. your early adulthood well it happens throughout your life and then you're can... you're lucky enough to carry those ones that you met when you were young if you can carry those those stars forward with you you end up with this you know lovely kind of you know dare i say night sky <laughs> that that you get to carry around with you and anytime you look up there they are and you've got them and they're there and you're with them and they're with you and it's uh you know i can't tell you the number of friends that i have wherein i may not have seen them for five years or something we get together it's like it's like we saw each other yesterday you have the because you have this uh foundation of connection and love between you that uh that is there all the time. You don't need to rekindle anything. Nothing needs to be revised or updated or, you know, you don't have to dig down through any kind of crap before you can get to the good stuff because the good stuff is is where you meet. So when you you lock eyes with that person, you're in the good stuff. Well, for example, Cindy, who listens to our, um, to our Bill and Diane show, uh-huh. I hadn't seen her in... 20 something years right. and when we got together it's just like we picked up where we left off and exactly i but i think about these people they all changed my life yeah. in some major way and made my life rich and wonderful and i just feel like that is one of the miracles of well i wonder if that's if all of that sense of connection is about, is about trust it's this that you recognize people that you can trust with yourself uh, and who trust you with themselves. And that's what locks it in. That's what makes it, that's what maintains it over time and distance and whatever. So that when you're back together again, it's the, it, there's like an energetic field of trust. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. That's extended from each of you. And once the, that trust locks together, it's like, you boy. Hey. That's good coffee. It's it's all there automatically. Anyway. In fact, everyone who listens to this show. Everyone. I I start thinking. Both of them, you mean? (laughs) I keep thinking about all these people that I, oh, man, it's just like you can just start naming them all off and saying, oh, my God, how rich my life is because of all these people. Oh, it's just And it really is only because of all the people. Because the people are what take you into the experiences that shape you. And it's the people that, that you interact with through those times, through good times and bad times. And, and uh, I don't know. It's an endless looping conversation, which, uh, you know, I think we should just play some Jim Page. Okay. <laughs> Quite old, though she was younger than I. 
And I asked her how many like me she had seen I never counted, she said with a grin I looked at my hand, said I see what you mean I heard her say as the night was wearing thin She'd printed my name on the bottom of her shoes All those who pass by, they can never win But those who come in, they can never lose Twenty-one shots of lead If you get lucky, hero You might catch one with your head And be bound for catch a can Bound for out of town 
prejudicial clubs keep outsiders in their place. Everything from bad manners to the language of your face. Those that know the value are those that have been denied, respecting all but the dead, for they've already died and be buried in Ketchikan, down and out of town. Multisexual, anything goes. Eye shade, makeup, and carnival clothes. Hungry for nothing and never satisfied. Keep you always on the run with never no place to hide. Not even in catch a can or bound for out of town. Contract licenses and ID cards They check the hotels and the railroad yards And the refugees, their first time on the street All sell their shoes to make it easy on their feet They are bound to catch a can, bound for out of town Now the dangerous majority are tired of all this talk Guards don't help, don't trust no padlock those that want to get out better get out while they can better get out now before they can't no longer stand and be bound to catch a can bound for out of town <laughs> <laughs>